I'm Fitz. <laughs> I'm in the wrong cartoon. Oh, <laughs> uh, listening back, I always hear that I do that brain damage laughter, laugh after every intro because your reactions are like, uh, <laughs> and it just makes me go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it too. I just was too nice to say anything. It's me, of course. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I don't mind bitch slapping myself. So yeah, um, what episode is this anyway? Do you remember? I think this is 17. I should have... Yeah, welcome to episode 17. We got a lot of shit planned for this episode too, don't we? Yes, we do. We've got our cliffhanger from last time, Battleship. Oh yeah, Battleship Returns. Who's going to be victorious? I can't hardly wait to find out. Which, since we're talking about it, isn't it my turn to go? Fucking, I have no idea. That was fucking... Was that like four weeks ago or something? Well, it was two weeks, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, In my world, it was four weeks ago. <laughs> it was a lifetime ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so real quick, I'll just take a shot and say D5. D5? Yeah. Miss. Fuck! I'll say A1, just like the steak sauce. Oh, that's nummy! And that's a miss. Fuck. But we've got... Uh, we're not going to be talking about issue five of scooby apocalypse i think we teased that last episode that's not gonna happen because i just couldn't bring myself to read it this time yeah we, that's how yeah, bad it's got could only he could only muster four i should say i did flip through it and i saw an easter egg that kind of it was kind of like the mystery machine easter egg but we'll cover that when we get to it okay but we're gonna be reviewing issue four of scooby apocalypse i've had issue five for a few weeks i just could not bring myself to read it man but I'm going to have to, because we got to fucking end this bastard. Yeah, and, um, and by review, we mean wipe our ass with it. Pretty much. Which, we're going to get to it later, but I never thought I would hate something with Scooby in the title that much. Even fucking get a clue, I can be like, well, I mean, Frank did a good job. I mean, I like the way Scooby looks. He looks kind of realistic, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's not even that It's not even that I hate it with, a, with an act of passion or anything, it's... It's more like I just don't fucking care. Well, we'll get to it later. Yeah. We'll just, put that's a, coming, so. Yeah, put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, then we got some Star Wars shit to talk about. Something that I've been trying to talk about with this fucker for a few weeks, but, oh God, I didn't want to do it in text. I wanted to do it here because I'm hoping it'll be a good conversation. It's based on something from the new season of Rebels, which I haven't seen, but I've heard him talk about on our favorite fucking podcast, apparently. Rebel Force Radio. <laughs> no fil- no affiliation. Yeah. You would swear there was, but I swear there's not. Unfortunately. Yeah, no shit. But before we get into all of that, you know what time it is, everybody. Doom's Joke Corner. Okay, now I gotta find the joke I just found. Speaking of jokes, I went and saw Brian Posehn last night. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, 
I was going to ask you, how was that? I've never been to a comedy club either. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. He was good. His his opener was fucking funny as shit, too. But yeah, he um he did his Star Wars material, which I was dreading. That was the part I was dreading, because he, he shits on the prequels kind of hard. Yeah. But unlike some people, he he actually makes it funny. And, yeah. And it's mostly about how fucking mental he is that he gets that mad about a movie. It's more relatable than the, I want to hit go back in time and hit George Lucas in that face with a shovel. And then stop the show and say, I'm not fucking joking. I would murder jo- George Lucas if I met him. Yeah. And then people laugh and he, he screams at the audience and said, no, don't laugh. I'm not kidding. I know you think I am, but I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, his is... um Not going to mention any names. Yeah. His is taken to the extreme, but it's it, it's somewhat relatable. Like, I could... I can... I could... F- I can admit to feeling certain things about what he says, not yeah. not to the not to the, <laughs> the extreme that he's talking about. But it, it's more of a perspective from the OT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his whole his whole thing this this time he's got a little a new little bit. Um, yeah. Where he ends up figuring out that he has like Stockholm syndrome, but for Star Wars because he's all of his friends started hating Star. He used to hated Star Wars when the prequels came out. And was super fucking hated Star Wars, and then The Force Awakens came out, and they they got him back in, and some of his friends still hate it, and he's trying to defend the thing that he just hated before he saw The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, this, this is like this. Be a lot of that yeah. So he's like, this is this is a sign of like a, abuse, like defending your abuser. That's <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, it sounds like it. But let's get to my jokes, which aren't gonna be as good. I'll think about shit that he said while you're telling your jokes. Maybe I'll laugh. Oh, hey, for once I would get a laugh? Wow. I wonder what that would be like. Maybe. (laughs) Only place I've ever gotten a laugh was with Dave. You don't treat me like Dave does. (laughs) (laughs) So you ready for this? Yeah. God damn. Don't sound so fucking excited. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. One day, three dogs are sitting in the waiting room of a vet's office. The first dog notices the other two and asks him why they're there. I ate my owner's shoe, said the second dog, and I'm going to be put to sleep. The first dog said, yep, me too. And then he turns to the third and says, what about you? He says, well, you see, my owner likes to do her housework in the nude. So yesterday she was vacuuming in the nude, of course. And I couldn't resist. I jumped on and had the ride of my life. The first two patted him on the shoulder and was like, Oh, man, that sucks. So you're getting put to sleep, too? And he goes, No, I'm getting my nails trimmed. Oh, man. (laughs) What do you mean, oh, man? Yeah, Brian Bosane doesn't have a bit about bestiality. I was going to say, should I pretend to have a nasally voice and try again? Mm, No, it's okay. Okay, fine. (laughs) That's all I get is, aw, man. Fuck. Yeah, dog's fucking his owner. Yes, it's funny. God damn, it's a joke, dude. Come on. (laughs) While we're thinking about it, or I should say while I'm thinking about it, because I almost just got ranty there. I need to pull up my fuck this shit. No. Oh. <laughs> what I've been trying to fucking unpin. Well, hang on. I'll take a shot first. Um, F5. No. Yeah, F5. 
Miss. Fuck. G two. Miss. Damn. Okay. Um, they've been talking about it a lot on uh, Rebel Force Radio in regards to rebels because apparently there's a lot of shit going on in regards to balance of the force. Okay. And Jimmy keeps talking about how he's got to untrain himself from the prequels because the prequels all said or before that it seemed like balance was no sith no dark side all light but the prequels taught him that balance was you've got to have equal measures of the light side the jedi and the dark side the sith but he's saying rebels and again i haven't seen rebels so i can't say if this is true or not but he's saying rebels is trying to go back to the ot way of thinking where you just got to wipe out the bat so what I've been wanting to ask you is like, what does balance of the force mean to you? Because yes, the prequels do say it is equal measures of both, but there is another little nugget in there from somewhere of the prequel era that kind of supports that. And this comes straight from George. So that to me is like the hardcore truth. So what is balance of the force to you? Well, it's one of those things that changes all the time. Anytime new shit comes out, they're always fucking with your idea of what what the force is and what the light and the dark and now there's gray and you know yeah. all that um currently i would say what it means to me is more like you can't be too much of one or the other yeah individually like not that there should be equal numbers of jedi and sith but that force practitioners or whatever force users shouldn't shouldn't stray too far to the well, to the left or to the right, we'll put it in political terms. Yeah. That that the true balance is to to be able to use pieces of both in moderation or not to be so dogmatic one way or the other. Yeah, I was gonna say to touch into both sides but not be obsessed with either. Right. Okay. Which I think is really the way they're they're going and I think we're gonna find out that that is where Luke is at in episode eight. Yeah. Is that is that he is he is he's has one foot in both worlds? Yeah, I mean it would make sense because he tried the Jedi way and that didn't work. He saw his dad go to the Sith way that didn't work. But I mean more like on the galactic scale, because remember Mortis? Yeah. I mean I agree with you basically, but I was talking more on like the galactic scale. What does balance of the force mean? Not like personal balance, but complete balance of the force. I I don't think. Jimmy's been talking like he thinks the dark side just needs to be eradicated, and that means the force is in balance. I don't agree with that because, again, Mortis. In Mortis, right. what the father's wanting Anakin to take his place to maintain the balance of light and dark. Right. He was. Right? Yeah. He was the he was the middle ground between his two children, the daughter and the son. The son was the yeah. dark side, and yeah. then the father was in the middle. Exactly. Right. And so in Mortis, he die he dies. Right. Or he no the daughter the daughter dies and is uh, her life she gives her life essence to ahsoka Ahsoka. so that she can live which to me essentially means that ahsoka kind of took her place right and i think that's where she is right now yeah which that'll get us into our next topic but let's stay on this balance issue so the light essentially kind of died in mortis and the old man the father was still there and the son was still there right if I remember correctly, the father died too. I think the son killed the father. Oh, did he? Okay, I, I should yeah. go back and rewatch that. So I was meaning to rewatch it before this, just so I could have all the facts straight. But I, those episodes were pretty fucking memorable. Yeah, 
So in that case, then the sun would be the only one left. So the dark, the dark side would be what's left. And then it's kind of symbolic of what was happening in the galaxy right then, because the dark side was taking over everything. Exactly. Um, so what, wait, where are we going with that? Oh yeah, but Talk you need yeah balance. you need you need all three parts. You need the light, the dark, and the gray. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't even the gray. To me, I don't think like you need the gray. The gray's just a part of it. It can't not exist. It's not like oh well, if the gray's not there, you know what I mean? Right. I think balance of the force means you have to have both. You can't wipe out the light side because then the force isn't in balance. You've got chaos. You can't ha- wipe out the dark side like the Jedi thought they did before the prequel trilogy. Right. Because then it fucking sneaks up on you and it's all out of whack again. Right. No, I and, I would agree. You can't you can't get rid of one or the other completely. Yeah. So yeah, it's, they've got to be. I'm and I'm not saying like if there's 500 Jedi, you got to have 500 Sith. No, Darth Bane instilled the rule of two, and that worked for centuries. So it works if you work it. You know. Say there's 500 Jedi and two Sith, and that keeps balance, okay. Although you could argue that the Force has been out of balance that whole time. and that that's Darth Bane's era? Yeah, I guess. Or, I mean, the fact that there are all these Jedi, yeah. and there are no Sith or no dark side users because the Jedi wiped to them all out. out. Yeah. So the Force is out of balance in favor of the light, and so that's how they misread the prophecy of Anakin bringing balance to the Force because... I sh- he, I, he have, I should say real quick that I think I did fuck that up. And before it was Jedi, the OT was light and dark, and then the prequel trilogy, it was all light. Sorry. Yeah. I heard, I've heard someone say this or read it somewhere at the end of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. That all along you think the prophecy is Anakin's going to bring balance to, well, they say he's going to bring balance to the Force, and they think that that means it's a good thing or that it's yeah. or that it's in their favor. Yeah. And then at some point Yoda's like, well, we may have read that wrong. And really by the end of episode three, he has helped bring balance to the force because there are two Sith left and there are two Jedi left. Yeah. I, yeah. And I've got nothing to say about that. Yeah. So, but obviously then later on we find out that there are survivors, Jedi survivors and Maul, well, I mean, and Maul's, yeah, and Maul's but... still alive and, you know, all yeah. that shit. But on a grand scale, right? They it, they brought they brought it into more balance because the all of those Jedi yeah. are gone now, and it's just down to like two powerful Jedi. Okay, Kanan exists, but he was still a Padawan. Fucking yeah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka's still out there. She's obviously was trained in the light side, so she's more in touch with the light side. Yeah, but she was still a Padawan. She wasn't. A master, although they were going to make her a master, it seemed. No, I don't... No, 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 they were going to make her a knight, weren't they? Right, yeah, Yeah, she wasn't, she never was a knight even. She even says that in the, uh, in the spoilers, in the season finale of Rebels last season. That was one of the... Yeah, season two. Yeah, that was one of the baddest ass parts of um, the finale where she faces Vader. Yeah. Was that uh, he says something to her about, uh, she's, oh, what the fuck? I like, wish I could help you. Like here. she, like he, I can't, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something to the, to the effect of she would be able to kill him anyway because Jedi don't kill or some shit like that. And she says, I yeah. am, I am no Jedi. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I th- because I she's I not, yeah, she's not. She never, she never made it to. Yeah. She was still technically a Padawan. She never even made it to knighthood. Yeah. Right. 
Although right before she walked out, it seemed like they were going to grant her knighthood, but... Oh, yeah, that was... Well, I think that was one of the the carrots they hung in front of her to... to yeah. To say, oops, sorry, our bad that we fucked you over so hard. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, but again, I haven't rewatched that <laughs> in a while. So you've got people like Kanan. He was still a Padawan. You've got Ahsoka out there. She was still a Padawan. But on the flip side, you've got Maul still out there. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he was, tra- you know, training anybody or anything like that. I'm sure there's more Night Sisters out there because we we talked about that before. I think that um, Ventress's sect of the Night Sisters was a completely different. I think that was just one of many groups on Dathomir because they had that encampment of the male slaves. Yeah. So you've got all these dark side users you that aren't, you know, like Sith or anything. You've got all these light side users that aren't Jedi anymore. Kanan, yeah, he's sort of tra- uh, training, uh, what's his fucking name? Ezra. He was sort of training him to be a Jedi. Maul got a hold of him. Who knows what's going on there? Yeah, and I mean, there's another example of of finding balance within an individual. Yeah. Because he's another one that has a, f- a foot in both both worlds, and he's trying to figure out how to use both without <clears throat> without becoming an evil whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And I think even Dave Filoni on, again, on Rebel Force Radio last week or two <laughs> weeks ago, I think that was one of the things that he talked about was being able to wield both both types or, or use the force both yeah. light and dark so you get more of like a Gandalf gray Gandalf type person yeah it's interesting because again I haven't seen it but the the way they keep talking about it Jimmy's Jimmy seems to be really struggling with it and to me Mortis made it perfectly clear you know yeah I, I think so too and as fucking esoteric and as- abstract as those episodes were I think that one thing they made perfectly clear. <laughs> yeah, that there's, yeah. Yeah, what balance truly means. Right. Well, I think he's having a problem, too, with, um, I don't understand. I don't understand why he's having a problem with it, but that, that, there, really get it that there are, there's not just Jedi and not just Sith. There are other beings, and, and even, even beings who, like this Bendu or whatever in Rebels. Yeah. Which I'm still on the fence about. Everybody's raving about this guy, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Well, I think a lot of what people are raving about is Tom Baker voicing him. Yeah, he's doing a he's doing a great job with that. Yeah, because they all the, the, seem to think it's a great performance. Yeah, I haven't. Like even on Rebel Force Radio, yeah, they're raving about Bendu, but most of the raving they do is about Tom Baker's performance of him. Yeah, I would agree with that. But what I'm starting to like about it is the fact that he he's another like creature of the force that he's not a Jedi. He's not a Sith. He's just, he just is. And it's, it's characters like that that I think Jimmy's having the most problems with. Well, I mean, it's not even really a new concept though, because no, the, it's EU, not. the EU had that shit too. Like, um, I think it was the Republic commando novels. And yes, I know everybody, I keep coming back to these novels, but there was like four of them inside the star Wars world. She built such a rich world on her own. There was this uh, sect of Jedi that they didn't fall into line with Yoda's vision of the Jedi. They married. They had kids. I think it was that Jedi that um, fucked the clone and had his baby, which, spoilers, we talked about in Book Club. Yep. She was going to leave the Yoda Jedi 
and go to them. And then, again, spoiler, she got killed. But she was hoping her, the clone she humped, and their baby could go with them so she could still practice being a Jedi. She could still, you know, do good in the galaxy and shit. But this group, they were doing some of the shit that Yoda said was wrong. Yoda said led to the dark side. So I would say they were closer to the dark than that version based solely on that. And they were willing to be a little bit more flexible, you know? So it's not a new concept. And I'm sure there's dozens of other characters. I know, like, in the Republic, or, um, yeah, the old Republic games, there are gray Jedi, because I found a picture once that had the Code of the Jedi, the Code of the Sith, and then in the middle was the Code of the Gray Jedi, or I think they were just called the Greys, which they looked like um, assassins from Assassin's Creed with lightsabers, Mm. from what I saw. But yeah, you had these three different groups, and then... Like in the Knights of the Old Republic games, I think you said you played one of those, they had Dark Jedi, which were just like Sith underlings, sort of like the Inquisitors, which some of them, I think they weren't totally dark side and they weren't totally, they were closer to the dark side than they were the light, sort of like this sect of Jedi I'm talking about in Republic Commandos, you know? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't understand why there's, it's so hard to grab a hold of this because it's not a new notion you know right because i named like three or four different examples right there do you have anything more to say about the balance or do you want to get into ahsoka yeah i want to get into ahsoka Mm. yeah okay no um no i don't have anything else for the balance um it's not really something i think about all that much honestly really i think about it um sometimes more so recently like you said because there's well, there seems to be a lot more focus um, on it. Yeah, and more focus on this notion of the gray the gray yeah. area in between. And yeah. I, I really do think that they're really trying to set that up so that it's it's easier to accept Luke as being a gray. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm almost positive that that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be him, you know, in between light and dark. Yeah. I mean, clearly in the original trilogy he was leaning more towards the light because that's what he was taught by Obi Wan. After his failure with Kylo and them, and getting all those babies killed. Yeah, but what I think is, I think they, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's he is going to end up having unlocked the um, the secret to being able to do both without falling or being yeah, tested yeah, either. Right. I, yeah. Well, see, that's that's interesting because I'm sure he would have found or gotten a hold of some of Vader's Sith shit. Um, and then possibly through Obi-Wan and Yoda, he would have access to Jedi information. So mm-hmm. that's believable to me that he could, you know, try to plant himself firmly in the middle and, you know, learn from both sides, pick what he feels is best and try to go that way. Right. But I mean, I'm like you. I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about it, too, because, I mean, again, Mortis, that made it. I thought that made it crystal clear what balance of the force meant, you know? So Mm -hmm. I didn't really think we needed to go over it again, but a lot of people, and it's not just RFR that's going over it. I've seen a couple people on Twitter talking about it and it's like, just watch Mortis guys. I think it's all there pretty plainly, you know? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty plain. Once again, as abstract and esoteric and fucking unsure as those episodes were. And a lot of the shit in those episodes were, that's the one thing that I thought was pretty fucking solid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
we'll go into this Ahsoka thing because we've sort of teased it a bit. But before I do that, A8. A8. Yes. Hit. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go I2. I2 is a miss. Shit. A9. Hit. Yes. So the Ahsoka thing, while you're thinking, you've you've teased that a bit. And there was this, um, again, we're pulling from Rebel Force Radio, sort of. Back after season two of Rebels ended, Dave Filoni threw the tops, wasn't it the tops digital app thing? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. He put out some Ahsoka images. Well, he put out a bunch of red images. Some of them, most of them have Ahsoka. They're all part of this Ahsoka series or something like that, called Ahsoka's Fate or something like that. Right. Ahsoka's Fate, yep. And it, um, there was this, I think he, isn't it the dude that did the Rebel Force radio song for RFR? He was trying to make sense of it all, right? Right. It's, um... Din's blog or something like that? The page is Din's blog, so the guy's name is Din. Okay, yeah. Well, I was... I was trying to think of the address so they could go check it out there. Yeah. But I think it's like dinsblog.tumblr.com or something like that. I don't fucking know. Tumblr confuses me. I'm old. But there in like nine steps or something, he breaks down how he thinks the images go. Right. He's got them all arranged in what he thinks is like a chronological order or a... Or like a Stations of the Cross almost order yeah. of the way that That's these cards really go. That's what really brought to mind to me. Right. Take a hit. This is a battle because I want to I talk about this, but I want to play too. <laughs> I know. I ate everything. I ate. That is dun, 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 a hit. Yes. Basically, um, I think it was at Celebration this year, wasn't it? Yeah, in Europe. Celebration yeah. in Europe. Filoni said to describe he got a question about Ahsoka I don't remember it exactly but basically what he said is go look at what Tolkien said I think they're called the Gandalf letters or something like that oh yeah here it's um let's see I've got the article right here it says uh said to read Tolkien's letters for clues by reading about Gandalf yeah this letter shows how the Valar's plan for Gandalf failed and then what what he's saying is eventually this is spoilers for Rebel Season 2, by the way. Yeah. So you might want to skip ahead if you haven't watched that. And spoilers for Lord of the Rings, too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess. seen that, like, a decade ago. Or fucking read it, like, 60 years ago. No shit. Um, so, Vader, at the end of the episode, Vader thinks he killed Ahsoka in the Sith Temple. On Malachor, right? On Malachor, yeah. But she doesn't die. Like Gandalf, the Force has her passed beyond thought and time until her yet-to-be-seen reclothing. Ahsoka wears gray in Rebels. At this point, I would not be surprised if she if she came back in white clothing. Which, real quick, does she wear gray? I thought she wore brown. No, it's gray. Oh. It's kind of grayish. I'll plead ignorance again because I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, he's saying he's, he's drawing the parallel between Ahsoka and Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So... You know, Gandalf starts out with this plan that he's going to do, blah, 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 and it doesn't work out, and he ends up dying. But the gods say he's not done yet, so they send him back. Yeah. And that's when he shows back up, and he's all in white. and He's He's got more intelligence, more power, more right. fucking everything, yeah. Right. So he's saying that, and, and he's using Dave Filoni's words even, that 
Yeah. That they should look toward to to what they did in Lord of the Rings as to what maybe Ahsoka's fate might be. Yeah. And so what you take away from that kind of is that Vader does strike down Ahsoka in that temple, but just like Gandalf in the Balrog, he doesn't she doesn't necessarily die but but changes into something else. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Gandalf says that part of her journey was over. And Filoni has said that. That part of her journey is over. Right. There's been a lot of talk lately about how they're tying in or taking inspiration, I, su- I should say, from Lord of the Rings. Because Bendu, a lot of people are comparing him to uh, Greybeard or Treebeard. Treebeard, That's, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing him to Treebeard. And then uh, Filoni's talking about read these Tolkien letters that'll give you a bit of that'll give you a bit of a clue as to what's going on right basically what he does is he take the dude does is he takes these fucking images that Filoni did and walks you through them as you said like stations of the cross style which that's what it brought to mind for me too and shows you like okay this is where Vader struck her down this is her because it it shows her going into a cave or something and she goes through uh, a lake of water. And throughout, we talked about earlier, the sister from Mortis. When right. she died, there was this owl on Mortis that was basically the sister. And it seemed was like watching over Ahsoka or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they um, they even show a picture in this blog. He's got a picture side by side of the, the daughter and this owl. Yeah. And they both have the same color scheme. Yeah. Like if you look at it, like her hair is kind of green and the owl, the top of its head, its feathers are green. And and she's got this cream color skin and clothing. Mm-hmm. And the owl's got a lot of cream color coloration to it, too. Right. So for years, people have assumed that owl was the daughter or the sister or whatever the fuck she's called. Um, And that owl kind of watched over Ahsoka, didn't she? Or didn't it? Yeah, where it was kind of yeah, it was kind of flying around or following her. Yeah. So this owl keeps popping up in the images, and what, if I remember correctly, what Din is saying is that these images are showing Ahsoka go through this lake and kind of get baptized as Ahsoka the White, as opposed to Ahsoka the Gray that she was, and this owl is kind of overseeing it and guiding her through it. Yeah, something like that. Like, this is like tracing her journey through the underworld, basically, to yeah. where she's reborn yeah. at the other end. Yeah. Uh, trust me, everybody. If you're, like, fucking super into Star Wars like we obviously are, this is way more fucking interesting than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we may not, we're probably not doing it too good of justice. You should probably go to this we're, guy's blog and just read it. We're not doing it justice at all. Yeah. Tell him what the blog is again, and when you go to the blog, uh, search Ahsoka and read it, because it is... If you're a fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels and Star Wars as a whole, it's really fucking fascinating. Yeah, it's dinsblog.tumblr.com, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. We'll Yeah, we'll do that, and or maybe we'll just throw it up on our site sometime. Yeah. But yeah, it's really fucking fascinating, and it, it charts her course, and it ties in a lot of the shit that Filoni said about, you know, her going the Gandalf route, and it ties in that owl from Mortis, which is the daughter. And it, it's really fucking hardcore, nerdy, interesting shit, you know? I thought we would have more on that, but it is real fucking heady. Yeah, it's like, I I want to talk more about it, but I don't. I can't really do it. Justice. Yeah, I can't. Uh, anything I say is just going to sound retarded. Yeah. 
I can't read it right now, so I wouldn't be much better. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it does. One of the cards shows her going into the the temple on Malachor, um, and going down these steps, and then she's in that the river Styx or the the Red River. It says the owl is often representative of death and wisdom in mythology. In this case, she possibly has the daughter's consciousness buried within her, even her wisdom. It may now be her fate to help maintain balance in the universe in some way. Yeah, that one particularly was fucking interesting because I thought that before is like maybe. Because the daughter literally gave her life force. Right. Through Anakin transferred it over to Ahsoka. So I would think Ahsoka would have at least a little bit of her fucking consciousness deep down in her somewhere. Yeah. And then it it goes on and says, further proof of the the tie to Mortis is um, when Ahsoka's fighting the seventh sister. Yeah. um, She uses the force to turn off her lightsaber. That was cool too, yeah. Yeah, which and, I did. I did not know that. Yeah, and and they they said that they pointed out that the only other time someone has used the force to turn off a lightsaber like that was the father in the Mortis trilogy did it. Yeah. So I which mean, that's something we really need to fucking talk about. Like we've talked, you put up a post on the site about it. Some of the shit that we'd like to do. Yeah. I want to do all of Clone Wars in chronological order, which kind of jumps around a bit at points. I really want to fucking do the Mortis trilogy because there's fucking sh- crazy shit in there. Yeah. Then it's, the next card shows her wading deeper into the water of the river. Yeah. And is that the one that talks about her baptism or whatever? Yeah, it's um, water is spiritual rebirth, like a baptism. Yeah. And it's her accepting accepting her new calling in the Force. Yeah. And then the next the next card is her following the owl. She's she's wading through this water and the owls above her and like leading her on and that's uh, supposedly symbolizes the daughter helping Ahsoka find her new path and giving her new assignment. Um, then the next card is Ahsoka coming up out of the water and ascending a staircase. Um, she ascends back to reality from being beyond thought and time with her new assignment. She just had a hero's journey to and from the unconsciousness. Her new role will be to help herself and others to be lifted out of hell somehow. And then the last card is uh, is her standing in a circle, and around the circle is the, like the um, silhouette of wolves. Yeah. Din points out that um, the circle is often a spiritual symbol of oneness and wholeness. Her, her new yeah. her new calling will be to find completeness and a new purpose in helping to restore wholeness to herself, Anakin, and the galaxy. That one about her coming up the stairs, that one's mm-hmm. interesting because, and that quote I mentioned from Gandalf is interesting, and, you know, the Tolkien letters thing, all three of those combined are really interesting because Filoni was pretty fucking dead set that Ahsoka was done on Rebels, right? Yeah, it sounded like it. He, he sounded... He... But see, he's so coy that... Yeah, but I mean, after season two, he was like, her story is done here. Right. We may find out sometime, somewhere down the line, what happened to her, but her story is done here. He kept saying that. And that, to me, says she's done on Rebels. But this year, after, you know, some fan, I don't want to say outrage, but I guess outpouring of support and love for Ahsoka, maybe? Well, yeah, and he just... He's constantly hammered with what happened, what happened. Understandably so, he's hammered with it, because when you leave a character that became that important to people just hanging like that, I mean, 
it's the same thing after season five of Clone Wars ended, and then season six pops up, and there's no mention of Ahsoka whatsoever. So, you leave people hanging, they're gonna fucking, dude, what the fuck? But it was towards the end of Celebration this year or something, he was saying, season three of Rebels, keep watching. Making it sound like, we're gonna find out what happened to Ahsoka one way or the other, you know? Which yep. sounds like he changed his plan or ideas or whatever because could of be or fan maybe or, or or he accelerated them. I mean, maybe, but it just seems like he didn't want to focus anymore on her on Rebels, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty adamant about that. So I don't know. I'm thinking that journey up to the up the steps. That's gonna be, you know, I I don't think he intended it this that way when he first drew it and put it out but i think now that's gonna be leading back to her coming back to rebels you know because again he was pretty dead set that she was done on rebels and i figured maybe they would do like a one-shot movie or something like that or maybe do another novel or a comic book series or something like that yeah he said he said keep watching this season she may show up or it was still kind of cryptic and coy but it was basically he was basically saying, you know, if you want to know what happened, just keep watching this season. Yeah, it was cryptic and coy, but it was a complete 180 to what he'd said at the end of the last season. Right. Which I mean, I still she's done. I, yeah, I mean, I still have the the feeling that he was only saying that or well, it's probably true like it's probably the certain point of view type truth, you know, where yeah. it's true her story is done, but she's going to factor in some other way like i don't think she's going to show up the way fans think she's going to show up like just pimp out of the mist and be like hey guys let's fucking take down the empire right i don't think that's necessarily the case but uh well how do you think she's going to show up then i don't know maybe more symbolic or i don't think it's going to be that overt really okay well let me ask you this flat out do you think she is dead god i don't want her to be (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want her to be either, but that's two different questions. I didn't ask if you wanted her to be. I asked if you thought she was. Um, I mean, I would I would say she's, well, I don't know. I guess maybe she could show up as more of as like a, um, I, I don't know that she's still a physical being, like a physical, I don't know. I think, I think there's a, I think there's a, I think there's a lot to be said for what he, what he's saying about Gandalf. Yeah. I, I think that's the way it's going to go. I don't know if you're going to actually see Ahsoka appear, though. I don't know. You just don't want her to be dead so bad you don't want to fucking think about it, right? Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a simple question. Do you think she's dead or not? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful uh, I'm hopeful that she's not, but watching that episode, I don't, I don't know how it, she could not be. Yeah. But at the same, see, but at the same time, I... I Watching that episode, I could see where Vader would have left her alive or not been able to kill her in the end, you know? Yeah. But that's already been debunked by, I think Filoni himself even said that, that, that no, he, he, he was not, he was not shaken. Yeah. He was not shaken by her at all. Uh, Well, yeah. A lot of people seem to think because, you know, we heard Anakin's voice, that meant he was faltering or something, but you knock off fucking Vader, are you split open Vader's helmet, and you're real close to him, guess what? You're going to hear fucking Anakin's voice. Yeah, I didn't think that was showing that he was faltering. I thought 
what he's some of the things he said and the way he said them i thought you know showed that he was maybe i don't know flip-floppy a bit yeah maybe a little bit because well, I, mean, I mean, there's, there's always, there's always the conflict in him, right? So I, now, see I, that I don't know because I'm pretty certain that once Padme died, he did Vader tamp down Anakin. Yeah, for a, for a long time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you see it, you see that conflict come up at the end of Return of the Jedi. You sort of see it in Empire Strikes Back, and then you really start to see it in Return of the Jedi. But I'm saying that somebody else that was as close to him as Luke could could have triggered that same kind of. That's what I was gonna say. On the other side of it, I think he, I think uh, Vader totally, completely shut off Anakin. But on the opposite side of that, I do think that after a while, because at this point it was like what 15, 16 years mm, by the time yeah. Rebels starts. Yep. At that point, he wasn't even thinking about Anakin anymore, I don't think. No, which is why I think Ahsoka, Ahsoka might have appear- put a little fucking yeah. chink in that armor. Yeah, that's definitely what I... The first time yeah, and the what, first time that they, they like, force sense each other yeah. in Rebels was, like, it gave me goosebumps, dude, because it was, like, you could tell, like, she fucking flipped her shit. She was like, holy... What? And then... Is, is that the image I've seen where they, like, shoot her from the front and you see somebody walk up behind her or walk away from behind her or something and her eyes go wide and she's like in the cockpit or something of the ghost or something like that yeah okay yeah i've seen that yeah and then and then he's just like uh i think he says the padawan lives or something like that yeah. and it was like oh shit you know he hadn't thought about her in fucking 15 you years know, yeah at least yeah well what i was gonna say is a lot of people seem to think that uh weakens what happens in the original trilogy I don't think that it does at all. I think I don't think it does either. Since opens, I think that opens the gate for Luke to be able to do what he does. I think I so think too. I think it sets up what Luke did. I don't think it weakens it because I think it's stupid to think, even though he's his kid. One, he thought the kid was dead. Yeah. He didn't even think the kid was born. Put it that way. He had no connection to the kid, but all of a sudden, this dude who's been doing evil shit all for the last fucking 20 years, killing little kids as we saw on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple, all of a sudden, just because it's his kid, he's going to fucking back down? I don't think so. I think I think what with Ahsoka stepping forward like that, she puts little chink in the armor that Luke fucking breaks wide open. Yeah. It doesn't weaken it at all for me. No, it doesn't for me either. In fact, it makes, yeah, like you said, it makes it better. It makes... It makes him a more sympathetic character, I think. Yeah, and it makes it make more sense. Yeah, but I mean, to have that vulnerability in there, oh yeah, makes him a, I, makes him a better. It's not, and and yeah, it makes it more believable. It's not a it's not a complete flip of a switch from like this super evil heinous character you see in Star Wars. Yeah. To somebody at the end of a Jedi that's like, oh no, I'm good now. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah. You you see you see all of the guilt and the. It, yeah, it gives him a much better arc to see him sort of like shit, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, fuck, I've got shit I need to deal with, you know? And then Luke comes in and he's like, yeah, and I'm one of I'm, you know, one of the things you need to deal with. It makes Vader as a whole or Anakin or whatever the fuck you want to call him, it makes his story a lot better because I've said many times... I Vader's just not one of my favorite characters because he just seems like a whooped pup, you know? <laughs> I know you don't agree. I don't think anybody else fucking agrees with me, but that's just the way I see him. Yeah. And it, it gives him 
a little bit more fucking something, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see after Rogue One how much of a pussy you think he is. I didn't say I think he's a pussy. I just think he's a fucking whoop pup. Yeah. Because every motherfucker is like, Lord Vader, Lord Vader, you need to cut it out. And he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, he just seems like everybody's fucking underling. But we've went over that before. We don't need to go over it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this whole fucking card theory, again, it's on Tumblr. We'll have links for you. We'll post it on Twitter. It'll be on the site. You'll be able to see it. Don't worry. It's really fucking interesting. Yeah, and it's an example of just how deep and layered Star Wars can be. Oh, no shit. Uh... And again, shit you would have never got without the prequels. Yeah, that ain't no fucking lie. Like I said, the Clone Wars made everything fucking better. And Ahsoka, character from the Clone Wars, now impacting Rebels and the original trilogy. So, again, the fucking Clone Wars made everything so much fucking better, dude. Fixed so many problems. <laughs> uh-huh. Made so many things more bearable. It fixed so many problems, made so many things bearable, but then again, made so many problems too, because it's like, what the fuck happens to this girl? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go to Apocalypse first, or do you want to talk about Rogue One? Let's take our medicine first. Okay. Um, A-10. Miss. Fuck. I... Nine. Wow, I thought you were 40-something. Miss! Wait. Yeah, miss. Sorry. Hmm. Phew! Um, A7. Hit. You sunk my submarine! You sunk my battleship! Uh, I'm gonna warn you my notes for issue four. It's over a page. Okay. Mine are less than a page. Considerably less. Did you actually make notes or are you just going off the top of your head just going off the top of my head Uh, well there's a lot of shit i wanted to point out we could probably skip over most of it though i guess no let's let's get into it oh you want to go balls deep okay i always want to go balls deep it's the only way i can survive i'm talking about balls deep that's the the only way i could do any damage (laughs) i know the feeling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, hold on, let me take a shot before we... I-7. I-7. That's a miss. See, that's the one I thought... That's the one I pegged before. You said 9 and I hit 7. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was taking a chance that it was your two-holer. <laughs> oh, you thought that's why I was like, ah! Uh-huh. I wish it would have been my two-holer. That sounds dirty, man. Do you want to talk about the cover? I don't remember what the main cover looks like. Uh, Sure. You tell me about your cover, I'll tell me about your my cover. Well, this is another gem by Jim Lee. It's um, his last one, wasn't it? Uh, it could be, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I think next, uh, yeah, next month is a different guy. I think issue five, I don't have the main cover, but issue five is when Porter started taking over. Right, yeah, like, okay. Those are the covers I would be fine getting the main cover on. Yeah. Porter's because they're good looking. Yeah, this but is another ahead. one. This is another one that looks like it would be better off as a G.I. Joke cover. Yeah. Fucking Fred is, like, super buffed out. Again, they have fucking crazy... Um, Daphne looks like she's holding a fucking pulse rifle from Aliens. Yeah. And, again, she's got her fucking uh, face scarf head wrap on with her fucking night vision goggles and shit that she doesn't have in the book. Okay, I have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> it's basically just a, it's, it's just a shot of the four of them 
Shaggy's eating a fucking hoagie. Yeah, he's got one on my cover, too. And Scooby looks ridiculous. Scooby looks ridiculous on mine, too. And Velma looks like... Um, Velma act- or, Yeah, Velma's actually doesn't look too bad. On my cover, she looks like she's playing PlayStation after sucking on a vacuum because her lips are so fucking full and red and <laughs> pronounced. Like, she's got a shadow under her bottom lip on my cover. Oh, my God. That's how fucking swollen her lips look. It looks like some bad racist cartoon from the 30s. It does. But she's white. It's nuts. It is. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the this cover is not terrible. It's just not, again, it's not, it doesn't look like it should be a Scooby-Doo cover. Like I said, Jim Lee's covers, I hated every cover I saw of his that he did. And it's crazy how somebody can do such beautiful artwork. Yeah. And and it and you still be like, I hate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like the way that looks. Well, like I said, I never thought I would feel this way about something with Scooby in the title. It's like it's like aesthetically and technically perfect, and yet I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's like what I said about the covers for the Smallville comic. For the season eleven of Smallville comic. Yeah. Those were great Superman covers. But for Smallville, they were dog shit. It's like, if you're going to do something, you've got to fit it into what it is. You can't just be like, well, I think this would be a good idea and fucking do that. No, you've got to make shit fit. It's got to feel right for what you're doing. My cover, it's got Scooby looking like a fucking girl here. He looks like his sister Dixie. His tongue's hanging out. He's got no front teeth on the bottom. Oh, yeah, he's got no no front teeth on the bottom in mine, too. That's fucked up. And I don't know if you can see my cover, but look at the eyelashes he's got on his... I guess it's his left eye. Yeah. He looks like a chick. He looks like his sister Dixie, man. Or his cousin Dixie, whatever she is. He looks like he's fucking offering to blow somebody or something. He's just weird. Because it's real fucking sexually suggestive. And then in the back, you've got Daphne's face, like, really huge. And she looks pretty good, actually. But still, it's really huge. Yeah. In the background, it almost looks like she died. And it's the memorial cover to her. <laughs> And then off to the right of the cover, you've got Shaggy, who looks weird, like mega hipster there, and his hands and arms look weird, and he's holding a big sandwich. Yeah. And then in the middle is Fred holding one of them laser guns and shit, and he's got a belt like Batman. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I pulled it up. I'm looking at it now. It's fucking weird, too, isn't it? Yeah. Covers are not the strong suit for this book, but then again, yeah. what is? Yeah, really. <laughs> I'll give it up, though. I still do like Porter's art, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's it's getting better for me. Is it? A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, that's good, I think. This is something real quick I wanted to point out. I just noticed it. What? I think this is the license plate on the Mystery Machine in the uh, current movies and shit. It's 195343. If you re that a bit, add the threes together, and then add the five and the four together, you get 1969. 1969, the year Scooby debuted. Whoa. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did I overthink that a bit too much? No. Did you come up with that yourself, or is that a known... Oh, no, that's just my little thing that I noticed, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's what it's for. Holy shit. I don't know what you're holy shitting. Are you holy shitting me or them? Both. Why are you holy shitting me? I mean, Because you figured that out. Well, yeah, I mean... That's crazy. I would have never thought to be like, hmm, let me add those numbers together and see if it adds up to 69. 
you know it's weird though because I never do that shit, you know. Yeah. But there's something about Scooby because I noticed. I'm pretty sure this is the same number as the license plate in um those movies. I'm never that dude with that. I was like, huh, I wonder if there's some meaning to that. And I'm pretty sure that if there is a meaning, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> this is like the previous issue is the one where it ended with the the big, super huge panel of the vampire in the gas station. Yeah. Right? So then this one opens up on a shot of the mystery machine parked outside the gas station, the gas and stuff gas station. Yeah, that's mm. yep, that's what it's called. Now, how many references to vampires could they possibly get in this fucking first page on the front of this <laughs> gas station? You noticed that too, huh? Fuck, it's like a sore thumb sticking out, dude. Like they got a, a sign that says service with a quote smile, literally yeah. quoted, and then one that says stop in for a bite. Open dawn till dusk. Oh, very subtle, guys. <laughs> I'm sure they could have fit more in. I mean, look closely at the art. There might be vampire scribbled somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> vampire inside. But it's, but it's fucked up because, like, 24 hours before this, the guy wasn't a vampire. He was just a gas it, station attendant. Well, yeah, that that's that's... I don't fucking know. So, is the, the nanites, <laughs> they, they choose... Uh, what monster you turn into based on the fucking your environment? The nanites read that sign and said, "Oh, well, let's let's uh turn this guy into a vampire." Yeah, this motherfucker's gonna be a vampire now. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about that too much. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't either until just now. <laughs> yeah, it's because I pointed out the license plate. Yeah, <laughs> like I gotta point out something too. <laughs> I want to overthink something. I'm fucking smart too. <laughs> whoa 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 i didn't say i was smart let's not go down that road <laughs> um yeah that's i'm with you it's a strange choice well it's a, it's a it's a book full of strange choices so i guess it fits yeah no shit we see velma which right here i want to give it give porter some credit his velma's starting to look good and distinct yeah and I really love what he's doing with her eyes here, because he makes them real expressive and shit. Unlike the dude who did the fill-in art for the flashbacks last issue, like, you can tell she has pupils, you can tell she has irises, there's a lot of detail in her face and her eyes, I dig it, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Daphne's on watch, Velma comes out to see her, to relieve her, which, right here, when Daphne cocks her rifle... I just noticed this. You can see Velma in her visor. Oh, yeah, you sure can. That's pretty cool, too. That's a cool detail. Hey, they, there's a good choice for once. Yeah. But anyway, Velma comes out to relieve her, and Daphne says the dog hasn't moved a muscle in a while, and Scooby's, like, hardcore on watch, watching and waiting for something. Yeah. And knowing how dogs are, I am guess he senses something's wrong around here. Yeah, something's wrong, all right. Because they're going to have the same fucking conversation they've had in every fucking issue of this book. Exactly. And they're exactly. they're dis they're going to discuss the fucking nanites and the doctors who let them loose. And oh, Velma says they can't possibly have done that. They're they're good people that would have done that. Yeah. Which hey, I guess shit. they've settled on something for Daphne. Finally, she keeps fucking riding Velma's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, now she's kind of, now she's almost like turning into fucking C. Thomas Howell in Red Dawn. <laughs> she's fucking like 
she's like carving notches on her rifle and shit. Which, speaking of the rifle, Velma asks her, like, where the fuck did you get that? Daphne went inside of the mystery machine, which it sort of pains me a little to call it that. Yeah. But she goes inside the mystery machine for like 10 minutes or something and found this weird-ass rifle that Krebs had made. And then they, again, have the same fucking conversation. And right here, Daphne says, in her internal monologue is about um, Shaggy and Scooby sleeping. Oh, right, because she goes to or check Shaggy on them and, and they're... Yeah, Shaggy and Fred, I mean. And they're, they're, dude, they're like literally laying on each other, aren't they? Um, Doesn't it look like they're sleeping on each other? I think Shaggy's using a bag of chips as a pillow so he doesn't touch Fred's dick, but yeah, they're laying on each other. Yeah, it's like he's laying on his lap. Uh-huh, like you would with a chick you dig or she would do with you or whatever? Yeah, I th- I'm... No, I think that's perspective. No? Fuck, I don't know, dude. With this book, it might... It, it probably is. It looks like he's using chat if, chips as a dick on, pillow. A dick, <laughs> a dick barrier. A dick pillow. That's the uh, that's the title for this episode. Dick pillow. <laughs> dick pillow. Nice. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh no, it's the title of this episode now. <laughs> um, but this bugged me. She's talking about how she ho- or she's thinking about them sleeping and. She didn't want to disturb him or whatever, but she hoped Fred's all right because they almost lost him after the attack at the complex. And it's like, wait, Daphne says they almost lost Fred. He got a fucking scratch. Right. It's not like he got, oh, I don't know, fucking punched or something. Oh, wait, he did by her. Yeah. (laughs) He got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, she fucking cold cocked him. She cold cocked somebody else, didn't she? I don't fucking remember. There's been a lot of punching and shit that's like yeah, what no but yeah she says they almost lost him from a scratch it's like okay and then this here is weird at the bottom of this page the vampire's up on the roof you know the vampire who was in the storeroom last issue yeah now he's on the roof watching daphne who could have waited for shaggy and scooby to fall asleep or shaggy and fred to fall asleep and then just eat him yeah he was like no no fuck that i'm gonna go outside and go on the roof and watch her Ooh. yeah and then the next page they've got then, then you get the vampire's internal monologue as he's, like, yeah. stalking Daphne and watching her, wanting to drink her blood and all that shit. Which I thought was weird because it's like, who gives a fuck? He's not one of our main characters. Right. Then he calls up his brothers and sisters, rise, greet the night, and these fucking monsters start coming up out of the ground. Like, where the fuck did they come out of the ground from? Exactly. There's vampires living in the parking lot. Right. They're coming, yeah, they're coming up through the pavement. Like, what the shit? That makes no fucking sense. And then another thing, after they come up, if you look at that panel before Scooby growls at him, look, he's got a little kitty. Oh, yeah. That was in my notes. I remember that. I saw that and remembered it. And is, that like, a ki- is that a cat or a rat? It looks like a little kitty to me. He's got a pink tail, though. Is it pink? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Them don't look like rat ears to me. No, it, it doesn't like, necessarily, but... I mean, it does have a weird hairy back type of thing, but... Is its eyes red? Or are its eyes red? Yeah. I don't know, that's weird. It looked like a kitty to me. Yeah, could be. I thought that was strange, and I had to point that out. What are you doing? How did you get down here? That door was locked. What is this Scooby-Doo comic book? If you'd like. Hold on, he's going to review Scooby-Doo for you. Say that in here. What did you just say? That's what? 
That's the Dick West Red Daffy Belmont and Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, it sure is ridiculous. (laughs) 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 All I heard was ridiculous Daphne and Velma and Scooby. (laughs) He's doing it again. Your kid's really fucking smart, man. <laughs> and he's probably not even read the book. Hold on, hold Don't grab it. Don't grab. Here, what are you going to say? I call dust a day go Wait a minute. No, you can't sit up there. You're going to have to go back upstairs, buddy, until I'm done. Okay. I know you did say. You said it. You did good. Yeah, you did. That's a Diggle Shark, Scooby, Bilma, Fred, and Daffy. And Scooby. Yeah. Tell him I said he did a good job. Because <laughs> I look stupid. Um, oh, Jesus. Daphne, Fred, and Daffy, and Shaggy. Oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, god damn, that's good. Yeah, he's now mangling the shit out of this book, and I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's Batman. Hold on, he's going to read it for you. It's more entertaining. <laughs> Can you read this? Oh, you read it. I already read it. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. I know you can't read it. It's a good thing. I'll help you read it later, okay? Why don't you go upstairs? I'll I'll hold on to it. Let me hold on to it. You go upstairs because I need I need it because I got to talk about this hunk of shit. <laughs> okay, well he's taking my copy of Scooby Apocalypse upstairs with him, so um, we can feel free to talk about it. You're just gonna have to describe it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me help him up the steps. Okay. Oh, that doesn't sound safe. No. Okay. Do you have your book back or no? No, I don't. (laughs) That book's gone. That book's gone the way of Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wait, he's coming back again. (laughs) Do I want that back? Yeah, can I have that back? Even the three-year-old doesn't want to read this fucking thing. <laughs> Why do you think I'm laughing? Oh, God damn, I gotta catch my breath. I had to stand up. <laughs> he, took, he, t- he took one look at it and was like, wasn't that vampire inside the convenience store last month? Why is he on the roof? He took a look at it and was like, Dad, I got something for your segment. Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I need a minute. I had to stand up. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. That was good. <sighs> so, yeah. So, vampires coming up out of the pavement. Makes no goddamn sense. Uh, rat cat on the roof. Rat cat? What the fuck is that? Vampires decides he's going to go snack on Daphne now. He starts. This was kind of cool, though. And he starts okay. to climb. Before he's, he's... we get there, before we get there. Okay. <clears throat> in that first panel where we see him looking at Daphne. Yeah. He's got blood streaming out of his face. Right? Yeah, where'd, yeah, where'd the blood come from? Well, okay. I don't have a problem with that because at the end of issue three, he had blood on him. Yeah. It's fine. But here, <clears throat> when he's leaning down looking at Scooby. Oh, yeah. The got... blood's flowing up. It's flowing up. Which, okay, maybe he was laying on his back and the blood flew the blood was flowing the other way. But three seconds ago, the blood was flowing out of his mouth. Why isn't Scooby getting drenched? Mm, I know yeah. I'm picking nits at this point, but motherfucker. Well, we wouldn't be picking these nits if this book didn't have a history of continuity problems. and Which we're going to get to. Which we're going to get to it, and you're not even going to fucking believe this shit. Because I've been, I've been reading comic books since the late 70s, mm-hmm. and I cannot recall ever encountering what i'm about to talk about at the end of this book i think it's happened before but they would usually recall the issues and oh really give out free copies yeah hmm to free replacement copies yeah that has happened before yeah i don't i don't remember ever reading something like that and i i don't i i honestly don't remember remember it i'm sure it has but this i don't know this it, this, Bring your this, kid back in. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this is cr- like this is beyond just like a typo or a printing error. I don't think this was a printing error. I don't know, but let me tell you, it's far worse than you think it is because it's not just the ending that that happened. Oh, okay. Um, but anywho, the fucking vampires hanging over the edge of the building, and Scooby gets all up in his face and growls at him because he's gonna go down and attack Daphne. Which I don't know why the fuck he went that way, but whatever. But yeah, Scooby Scooby's right there growling at him. Because he's been yeah. on, he's been on the lookout for hours, and now he's yeah. finally got something to go after. You're back again. <laughs> yeah, that, there's Batman right there. He's more impressed with the Snickers ad in the front of the book. Me too. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I like that yellow outline around Batman's uh, chest emblem now. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Didn't Capullo design that? Okay. What? Didn't Capullo design that new yeah. logo? I thought yeah. so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Sure, why not? You're talking on it. It can hear you. You don't have to be right in front of it. Um, I wanna... I want... I want Batman Bear! Batman Bear? fuck is a batman bear build a bear oh batman build a bear yeah did you hear that voice no not the monkey batman not the monkey batman the bear batman because you have a monkey batman i know you want a batman bear like your spider-man bear okay hey can i really like finish this Okay, I don't have much time left. Go back up. Go back upstairs, and I'll be up in a minute. Mm. 
Did he no, just give you a huh? Yeah. Like, huh, I smell bullshit, Dad. No, he was more like, huh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he's in a he's in a huff now. Uh. Okay. So yeah, so Scooby attacks vampire. Scooby fucks up vampire. And Daphne all of a sudden has she's super overprotective of Scooby. Yeah, and and she doesn't have a problem fucking shit up. Yeah, she blasts the fuck out of this vampire. With that experimental gun and like basically just vaporized the top half of this vampire. Which I thought was kind of cool. This, this. Oh, oh, I thought it was awesome. This whole little part was probably the best part of the whole, the whole issue. Yeah. From from the when part she where fucking from, liquefies it, I thought it was awesome. Well, from the from the point of Scooby catching that guy trying to sneak up on Daphne, and then yeah. you, you know, because you think it was a nice twist, because at the end of the issue three, you think this is going to be like the big villain of issue four that they're going to have yeah. to deal with, and yeah. um, nope, he's dead in like one panel. <laughs> yeah. I do have a problem with this, though. Look at all the fucking emojis from Scooby. Um, yeah, they're like all the same. They're like all the yeah, same two or three emojis. Yeah, it's the same fucking two or three. Yeah, that's what I've got. Does Scooby need a stream of emojis that only Shaggy can see? And why are the ones we can see? And some of them we can't even see. But the right. ones we can see are the same two or three. That is fucking unnecessary. This is what I didn't want. This is what I was afraid of. To where they don't add anything to the story yeah it's just let, let's put emojis in because the kids love emojis let's do that yeah yeah that sounds fun woo that pisses that pissed me off plus what is up with daphne's face in that panel uh which one? Oh, where she's got the fred face oh yeah that is a fred face she looks like fred with she looks lipstick. like fred with a wig on Mm-hmm. but i mean even when daphne first comes running around the corner scooby's got a stream of emojis too that are the same fucking ones um but yeah her face is fucked up there. She looks like Fred. I think Fred actually struck that exact pose before. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, But yeah, when she liquefied the fucking vampire, and again, when, spoilers, he regenerates, or starts regenerating later, that was pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah. Well, it might have got ripped out of your copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might not be in there anymore. <laughs> it, might it might not exist for you. It might be in the toilet now. I don't know. Oh, fuck. So yeah, so then so then she hears uh, a bunch of struggling going on inside the mystery machine and Which uh, this was like, huh? Uh-huh. Her uh, and Velma, Scooby go running back to the mystery yeah, machine. Yeah, Velma falls out of the mystery machine and For the first time in four issues, the fucking little helicopter thingies finally show up. Yep. Velma's being attacked by one of those vampires that came out of the ground and she fucking Is that what that is? Yeah. That's one of those things that he called up out of the ground oh well he's like fucking glowing and shit yeah i know that that's part of what i'm like what the f this doesn't even look like it used to be a human at all mm -hmm. yeah i i didn't register that was one of the ones from out of the ground i was like how the fuck did it get in there yeah i think that's what it is but yeah, yeah she's glowing there not it's weird she she flies that little drone up and blows his face apart yeah she fucking, there's some kind of electrical beam or something that shoots out of it and fucks his shit up, son. Yep. As she's fucking reeling from that, Fred and a, another vampire come busting out of the out of the convenience store. And it's got its hand in Fred's mouth, and I guess this time it's Daphne that blasts it. Yeah, Daphne blasts that one, too. And then they're all like, what the fuck? That was fucked up. Hang on, where's Shaggy? And Shaggy's inside sleeping still. Fred moved his dick, and it didn't even wake Shaggy up. I guess he put another package of fucking cheese doodles under him. Uh, like, where's my binky? Ah! Motherfucker, 
I just spotted it again, you cocksuckers. Issue four, right here under Shaggy's leg. What's that? Smiley face. Boom. Boom, bitch. Don't fucking tell me bullshit. These smiley faces mean something, man. I'm telling you. Yep. I know I just got really crazy and conspiracy theorist right there, but come on. You don't put a fucking smiley face, and it's got red on it too, dude. You see that? I see it. You don't put a fucking red smiley face or a smiley face with red on it in a fucking DC book. I smell a conspiracy. Something's going on here, man. Yeah, I think you're right. And the Fuck. at the at the rate rebirth is going, maybe we'll find out in like fucking five years. Yeah, no shit. Anywho, um, Shaggy's inside sleeping, <laughs> and that's when we get that little scene of uh the one the first one that Daphne shot the dude from inside the convenience store, him regenerating. That's really fucking cool because you got one panel where it's just his legs and his chest is regenerating. Oh, yeah, and then the next couple panels down, his arms are coming back together. Yeah, that's fucking tits, man. I thought that was really cool. But but they didn't even they didn't shoot it again. They just got in the mystery machine and tore ass out of there. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is scary. Let's go, guys. Hurry. Which, at this point, Shaggy's awake again because you see him standing up. Oh, because, oh that's right, because Velma wants to study it because it could have the key to immortality. Yeah, and they're all just like, fuck that. They're like, are you fucking crazy? Seeing that there, it's like, I think Porter would do good on a horror comic, you know? Yeah. But anyway. Okay, let me ask you this. It says here that the place they were at was LeBeau's Food Mart. Is that some kind of uh, vampire reference I don't remember? No, I don't think so. Okay. So anyway, they all pile into the fucking uh, mystery machine. and The mystery dump truck. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea and a cool design, but why is it green and look like a trash truck? It looks like it should say waste management on the side. Um, But yeah, they're all fucking off away from this convenience store, and I think, I'm not reading it right now, but aren't they having the same fucking conversation they've had a few times? Yeah, they're again? having it again. They're having it again. They're Jesus questioning... Christ. They're questioning Velma's how much she knew about the nanites and and all that, and she keeps saying that she doesn't know anything. And the four may have been arrogant, but their intentions were noble. And blah 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 fucking blah. Which Scooby looks good in here. Although I just read this. Now that we're talking about the the smiley faces. Yeah. At the end of this page, Daphne says, "Why would they let's see Velma says Why would they want to transform the population into human monsters?" And Daphne says, maybe they don't. Maybe the nanites were meant to be a military weapon used in a very specific way against a very specific enemy. Okay. So what, what if you... they were what if they were developing this to uh, use against Doctor Manhattan or something? I, I I don't know about that. No, I don't know either. I'm just saying, it makes about as much sense as anything else in this book. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like you're doing like she was and just trying to pull something out of your ass to make it all make sense. Well, somebody's gotta. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why I'm so latched on to the fucking smiling faces because it's like, come on, there's got to be something in here that makes a little bit of sense, right? Right, guys? Right? Somebody yeah. say right? Somebody? You see in here, Scooby, once again, Porter really nails Scooby, you know? Yeah. And like that weird look that Velma gives Shaggy, that's kind of cool. Though I don't think it really fits the situation, you know? Yeah, but yeah, this is like two or three pages of them... Talking about the the four that run the facility and her Vel, Velma defending them and the other ones accusing them of doing all this nefarious evil shit and and there's a couple things in here I want to point out like 
Shaggy and somebody in the back are talking about the weird shit going on, and Velma says, please, this isn't a comic book. I hate that. I hate that. That's a little when too When you're meta. watching a fucking movie, and it's like, come on, this isn't a movie. It's like, why don't you just fucking break the fourth wall and wink at us? I've seen it done where it was clever, and but this isn't clever. This is just... I mean, like, when they... I think they did it in um, Jay and Bob Strike Back. They fucking intentionally made the joke and then looked at the camera and winked. Dude, that's a fucking comedy. Yeah. Obvi- yeah. That's the only time it really works is, like, in comedies when they're being self-aware and then they... Yeah, and they're ref- they're referencing themselves and their own... Yeah, and they prove yeah. to you, like, look at the camera and wink. That's what it's like. But this is just like, that's so stupid. Or you see in a sitcom where they're like, oh, <laughs> it's just like a sitcom. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Right in here when they're talking about Velma going and getting her notes. And she's talking about it's all lost, it's all misplaced, it's gone forever and shit like that. Maybe we should double back. She keeps talking about how great of a memory she's got. Why can't she remember her fucking notes? Why does she have to go back for them? Oh, yeah. That doesn't make sense to me either. And I think they even said at one point she's got a photographic memory. Yeah. Well, she wasn't just looking for her notes, right? She was trying to find everybody's notes. I mean, she was. Um, she wanted to go back to see... She, she says, all of it is on the clipboard I misplaced back at the complex. Oh, well, yeah, then that... She had to have looked at it at some point. Yeah. If she was carrying it around, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. It don't make no fucking sense to me, None man. of this makes any fucking sense. I started checking out at this point because of the, this isn't a comic book shit. Yeah. I, I, was, che- I was checked out because they're rewriting the same book they've rewritten well, for the that past too. three issues. That too. But it's I like, mean, we got it all in the first fucking issue. Okay, we well, got it. Ross and I were talking about this, and what he said is true. He said, he's still enjoying the book. I was like, okay, fair enough, you know, but... He said he does agree with us. They do spend too much time treading water, going over the same shit. Yeah. And he said he thought that it, these first four issues should have been two, which I totally agree with. Yeah, they could easily have been two. Because you cut out all of that fucking unnecessary repeating the same shit. Yeah, I mean, I want to like it. <laughs> I do, <laughs> too. Just like... I really fucking do. But goddamn. So, yeah, so we leave the gang. They're driving again, off to wherever the fuck. A reason that I really want to like it is because of this panel here. This is a fucking cool page, not just the panel. This is a cool fucking page, man. Yep. They show a whole big uh, big panel of all these different monsters and shit. There's mummies. There's ghosts flying with sheets and everything, which yeah, doesn't make a badass. lot of sense. But it's, it, badass, it's cool. Though. Yeah, and then you got these fucking... Demon looking fuckers up in the sky flying you got around. A, you got a dude sitting in the top left corner that looks like Grey Hulk. I, yeah, I was going to say Blue Hulk because it looks blue to me, but yeah. Uh, you got these little fucking yellow furry dudes with horns and shit. They look like goats almost. Yeah. And then you got this dude back here. He's blue, I think. And he's got stripes on him and shit. He yep. looks cool. You got some things that look like Groot in here. It's a fucking awesome page. It's a lot like the last page of the first issue. And then right in the middle of all of it, we've got the three dogs from the lab where they were attacking Scooby in the first issue. And the one that you called as Scrappy Dappy Doo. And was I right or was I right? Uh, yeah, he was pretty fucking right. I didn't even piece that together, notice it, anything. Yep. 
So yeah, so finally, issue four, the debut of Scrappy. Scrappy <laughs> Deppy Doo! Yeah, fucking two issues later than what he was supposed to be. And he's a dick. Yes. I don't like how fucking batshit crazy he is here, because it, it's, again, what I feared. They're making him the villain like they did in the first live-action movie. And he says his name is Scrappy-Doo, or he says he's coming after Scooby-Doo, and then he says his name is Scrappy-Doo. So it's like, I'm guessing they are related. I mean, Why I the guess. fuck is he wanting to kill Uncle Scooby, man? Because he's weak. And stupid. And stupid. I did think this was kind of cool where he tells him that they need to upgrade. They better go find some shit to upgrade their or maintain their cyber parts. Otherwise, they'll all be drooling idiots again because yeah. their their parts aren't going to last forever. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that I guess that goes to show just how smart they've been made, right? That they yeah. can upgrade their shit on their own. And he calls Scooby Scoobert, which, Does I mean, he? that's his name, but that's strange, too. All It's Scooby this, Scooby that, Scooby-Doo, 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 and then he's like, so watch your back, Scoobert, because Scrappy-Doo is coming for you. I don't like that big fucking villain monologue. Although it is it is kind of cool that his plan is they're, they're going to, they got to go catch these guys yeah. so that they can force uh, Dinkley to, to upgrade their shit. Yeah. And then he's going to kill Scooby just for the hell of it. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool concept and all, but... Yeah, it was a little much, though. Poor ex- I mean, it might have worked better as internal monologue, but he's saying this fucking out loud like a goddamn Bond villain. Right. Then, Mr. Bond, what I am going to do is I'm going to point this laser at your testicles and blow your balls all over this guy. Oh, you got out. So then we cut back to the gang as he says, because Scrappy-Doo is coming for you. Yep. Oh, and the gang, look, they're back to scavenging at a store again. They're doing exactly, this This looks exactly like where we just left them. Yeah. Just with a different location. Because it's a mall mart. Yeah, just, just with a different sign on the store. Their but poses a... look the same. They're all... Just but, sitting but around and you don't get it, man. It's a mall mart, superstore, mall, M A L L, mall mart, superstore. Get how clever it is, mall. I got it. Do you, are you getting it? I I got it. Are Are you sure you got it? Do I have to say it again? It's clever. I'd rather spend some time looking at this uh, two-page DC classic characters. No shit. Advertisement. I saw that and it's like, oh, I want that Joker. Oh, I want that Harley. Yeah, and then I looked tight. and it's like. Superman's got his trunk. I want trunks. I want that too. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, Swamp Thing! Fuck that! He looks retarded." Oh, that that's, Swamp Thing. That's a terrible Swamp Thing. That's stupid. Since when does Swamp Thing look like that? Since never. Since New Fifty Two. Since they didn't feel like carving, uh, sculpting. Yeah, I was gonna say they sculpt, didn't sculpting like vines and him. shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, they go into scavenge a Walmart, but. This first line when they get back from Scrappy, Velma says, I don't like this. We don't know what could be waiting for us in there. And then Velma replies to herself and says, we need food and supplies. We really don't have any choice. See what I mean? Oh, shit. Yep. You're right. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. So spoilers, what we were going to talk about at the end. Um, Yeah, you're right. It happens right here. We don't have to wait till the last page. Yep. They fucked up the word balloons. Um, and I think they do it, they fuck it up again. Well, Daphne doesn't even have a fucking word balloon in that first one. So they're going to go scavenging. And then here's another instance of it. When, after they have their little heart to heart and Daphne consoles Velma or whatever the fuck happens there. You see that? Uh-huh, yeah. 
Okay, look at the that panel there. Who says what? It's Shaggy, right? He says it's a total mess in there, but there's lots to salvage. Food, electronics, meds, clothing. But let's skip ahead just a bit for a minute. I've got to find exactly where, so give me a second. Um, at somewhere down the line, Daphne says... Oh, yeah. Well, well, Fred said they're loaded with electronics, and all things considered, I think you can find a great deal. Yeah. You're right. Right there. She said that Fred said that. Yeah. So there it is again. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Because I just read it to you. I, you've got a copy. I've got a copy. You can fucking see it clear as day. Shaggy says it. So I'm thinking right. it's supposed to be Shaggy inside of the, going into the mystery machine or something. Oh, could and be. Talking, talking to uh, Daphne there. And for some reason, Porter drew Fred, you know? Oh, yeah. I see. So, yeah, that's the other instance of it. And we'll get to the other one in just a minute. But I wanted to say this. Daphne consoles uh, Velma. Again, bipolar Daphne's riding. For the first half of the issue, or no, for three and a half issues, really, she's shitting all over Velma. But now she's like, come on, buddy, it'll be okay. Yeah. That's fucking stupid, too. Uh, so, anyways, um, they go inside to loot the joint. Velma sees a corpse laying there, and she gets an idea. And it's all covered in goopy ghost jism. Yeah. Like lime green phosphorescent spunk. But she notices it's a body that hasn't turned. Right. It's still a human being. Yeah, and so she grosses Daphne out by fucking digging in to find something. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. She, like, barehandedly, like, rips into this dude. Uh-huh. Pull some fucking something out. And in that panel where she holds it up, look at her eyes. I just fucking said Porter does a great job with her eyes. Now she's got those hollow ghost white eyes. Yeah. And she's holding it like, look what I found, Daphne. <laughs> Come play with us, Daphne. And that's when we cut back to um, Shaggy, Shaggy and, Fred and Fred for the big and, fuck up. of. And the this issue. is where it all goes to hell. Which, like I said, we both noticed this, but as I was rereading the issue, this isn't the first fucking instance of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Shaggy and Fred are talking about, I don't even fucking remember or care what it was. <laughs> um, when we get to the end, though, their dialogue is completely fucking ass backwards on the last two panels. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to have to put this on Porter drawing the wrong thing again because look at the fucking panel or the bubble layouts you know it's especially on that last panel of the page there would be no place i think for that dialogue to come out of shaggy's mouth and be right you know yeah. other than well, where it's, it's at to me i would almost it almost seems like i mean it's the whole team fucked it up because yeah i mean i think it was i think it was written wrong a big miscommunication, yeah. Yeah, it was like a mis because because he yeah it was a miscommunication. Well, yeah, you're right. I think yeah he I think he fucked up the drawing the bubble layouts. I I think what you would call it is a cascade failure because yeah one no because it was probably up and it just kind of fell yeah. down the line. No, I think you're right. Now that I think about it, I think it would have had to have been because the guy would have written it, written the dialogue, yeah, and given it and given it to Porter, right? And he yeah. would have laid out. So yeah, so he fucked up where the balloons went, yeah. and then and then the letterer fucked it up too because he was putting letters in the wrong balloon. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a total fuck-up, man. Which, it's basically just Fred and Shaggy. And I should say this, I've read a lot about uh, strokes and shit because I've known a lot of people in my life who've had strokes, and it's like, well, maybe I should fucking know the signs. Yeah. And I swear to God, I'm not joking, dude. I thought I was having a stroke reading this. Because it's like, I read it, and from what I've heard about strokes, you sometimes get this, like, disorienting feeling of confusion. Yeah. And I read this, and it's like, okay, I finished the issue, and I was like, wait a minute, that didn't make that didn't make any sense. It's the big one. So I read it again, and it's like, that still didn't make any sense. So I read it a third time, and by this point, I started getting scared. I swear to God, I did. I was like, hang on, it can't be me because I know what's going on. I, I sort of understand what's going on, but it's just not It's not clicking. It's not making any sense. So I started flipping back and forth between this page and the last page. This page and the last page. And it's like, okay, Shaggy's talking on the last page. Fred's talking. The- Somebody fucked up. Somebody done fucked up. I told you going into issue one, I'd never been that scared to read a comic book before. Coming out of issue four, I'd I'd never been scared about reading a comic book before. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, Scooby Apocalypse has two fucking fear firsts for me. Put that fucker back in the bag. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, the last panel is a bunch of fucking demons coming after Fred and Shaggy. Yeah, ooh, another cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool, but it's it's like every episode, every issue has ended that way. Yeah, I know. With them talking, and in the background, there's people, the monsters kind of creeping in to get them. Yeah, it's like, well, where the fuck were all these monsters the whole goddamn issue? Now you're going to leave it, oh, there's monsters out there. They have the Bill Bixby Hulk syndrome with this. Monsters show up a little bit at the beginning. There's some shit that's like, uh, whatever, in the middle. And then the fucking monster shows up at the end, and they're like, credits done, bye! I'm yeah. like, well, let's do the fucking monster shit in the middle. That might be cool for, you know, a little change of pace, wouldn't it? Okay, I guess not. You know? Yeah. Because they just fucking, cool shit, cool shit. Boring, boring, boring. Retread. Let's show you what we've showed you before. We're going to redo this. Blah, blah, blah. Monster, 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 bye. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck the fuck off, you know? <sighs> they should have consulted you. Yeah. They should have. I could have. I don't think even I could save this. <laughs> Not at this point. No. So yeah, that's fucking Scooby Apocalypse issue four. I guess. Whatever. Whatever. So. We're still committed to getting to six, though. For us, it's only one more issue. We just didn't read issue five this time. It's just. <sighs> so yeah, we've just got one more issue to, to power actually. Through. Well, yeah, I mean, actually get. I've got to right. power through two. You've only got one more to. Yeah. Power through. I envy you so much. And like I, right and now. like I told you, um, I literally just dreamt about issue number six last night. I had a fucking Scooby Apocalypse comic book dream last night. Which let's talk about that a little bit. What was the dream? Um, well, it suddenly it part, got good. No, it was it was it was actually it was part of a longer dream where uh, I went to the secret stash. Okay. Which was like the size of a fucking uh, Walmart, Borders, or a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, like a like a two story Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah, and I uh, think they got one of those in Seattle. I'd like to yeah, go there. but it was but it was inside of a mall too. So I was walking around the hallways of this mall, and the, yeah. the mall was like a maze. So then I would finally would get to the secret stash, and yeah. like all the guys were there, but they were yeah. 
busy and ignoring me. <laughs> and uh but so I um I, I I walked through the aisles, they were like magazine rack aisles at the bookstore, you know. Yeah. But it was all comics. I was leaving and then I was like, Oh shit, I gotta get Scooby Apocalypse number six. I forgot. So I ran back in to get uh two copies of it. Yeah. And I picked them up and they felt like fucking phone books almost. <laughs> well, not that bad, but they felt really thick and I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. And it was like it was like issue six, uh special issue or some fucking shit. And they were fucking like eight dollars a piece. <laughs> Holy shit. And the cover was the cover looked kind of cool. And then yeah. I flipped through it and it was all like fucking black and white and red. It was the pages, like all the pages were like monochromatic. Yeah. And they didn't look like anything. There was there was like I was like, there's nothing on these pages. I don't get it. They're just, they're just <laughs> lines. They don't mean anything. <laughs> I was like, I, am I going to pay $16 for fucking nothing? <laughs> this, is, this is not even a joke now. Like, we're doing this, we're doing it at this point in real life, we're doing it almost as a joke. Like, we're going to go, we're going to power through to six. Yeah. But, like, when when the stakes got raised to, like, 16 bucks, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck this joke. Well, see, I mean, that's basically what it's going to be, though. Because I don't see a lot of shit happening, and it's going to end with nothing. It's gonna be nothing. No, I know that's, but that's what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay with like six bucks or seven bucks. Yeah. But fucking sixteen, I'm like, <laughs> the joke's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Speaking of dreams and comics and reading and dreams and shit, have you ever read in a dream? Have I ever read in a dream? Like, just read a book? Yeah, or a comic or anything. Um. I'm sure I have. And has it made sense? Oh, well, that I don't I don't know. I, I mean, obviously this one time I did read a comic book and it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> so I guess well, the answer is yes and and no. Well, I've always heard that you can't read in your dreams. Like you you can't read words and shit. Words because that part of your brain is sleeping. So Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Letters don't make sense and shit. But here's hmm. a little fucking bit of sadness about me because i had a dream sort of similar to yours once but it had a better outcome yeah i went to a bookstore and it was like i was in a walmart like bigger than a borders or a fucking barnes and noble it was like a full-fledged department store sized uh bookstore which is like heaven for me but yeah i went through and i went and looked at um like the sci-fi books i couldn't find anything that i was interested in there so i went to the mystery books and I found this section that was Scooby-Doo books. Like, what my dream for a Scooby-Doo book would be. Like, 350-page Scooby-Doo mystery books. Damn. And it was heaven. Well, they're written by Stephen King? <laughs> I wish. It was a fucking 700-page Scooby-Doo what? book. I said 350, not 700. I know. That's a normal novel size, 350. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, re I distinctly remember... Reading S-C-O-O-B-Y hyphen D-O-O, Scooby-Doo. And I've always heard that that's bullshit. This has nothing to do with anything, by the way. It just came to me because you were talking about a dream and reading material. But yeah, I found like 20 or 25 Scooby-Doo books that I never knew existed. Wow. And I thought that was cool. And I could read, and I was wondering if maybe like that's because it's a logo. It's such an iconic logo. I mentioned. Yeah, it's like I'm, fucking... I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say you. Yeah, you probably weren't reading it. You were just recognizing the, the logo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, there's that. <laughs> but I mean, it, 
that that doesn't discount the fact that you woke up in a puddle of your own cum. Well, I mean, yeah, but I wasn't gonna <laughs> go there. <laughs> it would be even weirder if I woke up in a puddle of somebody else's cum. <laughs> this is true. Oh. <laughs> uh. So do you want to play a little bit of Battleship real quick, or do you want to go to Rogue One, or do you just want to wrap it up? Um, well, we're at two hours and ten minutes, so... This is true. Um, we could play Battleship while we wrap up. Yeah, we could. Well, the way you said that, it's like, yeah, we could, but we're not. <laughs> no, let's do it. Whose turn is it to take a shot, mine or yours? I think it's yours. Okay, um... A... Oh, no, not A, A. Uh, C2. C... Hit. Yeah, bitch! H8. Hit. Um, D2. Hit. Hit, yeah! Um, do you want to do your fuck this shit first? G8. Uh, G8 is a hit. Um, yeah, I can go first. Okay. Uh, E2. Hit. Yeah! I know where you're at. Do you? Yes, we both got the same ship. We're both firing on the same ship. (laughs) (laughs) My peg won't go in. (laughs) Try to relax. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) F8. Hit, you sunk. My ship. (laughs) That was funny. I gotta give credit to myself when I do something good, as well as I do when I'm not so good. That was funny. Um, <laughs> B2. Hit. Sunk. Yeah! Take one more shot and then do your fuck this shit. Um, C5. C5 is a miss! Damn it. Fuck. This. Shit. <laughs> So your okay. fuck this shit is... Hold on. Okay. You know, we could leave this and have it a cliffhanger for a third episode. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Fucking, okay. I'm closing mine. Me too. To be continued. Yes. And we're um, both going after our little mini ship, aren't we? Uh, probably. Shit. I just made a mess. Let's see. Uh-oh. Yep, I just made a big old mess. <laughs> uh. Whoopsie. I got excited. Dude, I thought there were Scooby-Doo books everywhere. Uh-huh. Did, uh, did I ever do fireworks as my fuck this shit? Um, I don't think I did. Are you not crossing your list off as you go? Yeah. Well, I thought I was, but apparently not, because there were a couple things I hadn't crossed off yet. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay, well, I got one. It's related to one that I just did, but oh, God. This, is a, this is a special area of emphasis. Okay. That has just been that has just come up in the recent months, recent weeks. Uh oh. Does it involve me? No. Okay, I'm go ahead. It involved no, you know what? I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I It does I, involve I got one. me? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. I was gonna do because um, I I'll go ahead and say it because I'm not gonna do it, but I'll say what it was. I was gonna say um YouTube ads. Oh yeah. But YouTube ads on kid-centric shows that are fucking political ads. Yeah. Political attack ads. Fucking goddamn it. You you can't you can't target that a little better than to 
put that on kids shows, kids content. Yeah, that is fucked up. I mean, the ele- at, by the time people hear this, the election will be passed and we'll know right. whether we're fucking going down the tubes or not, but Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're probably going down the tubes either way, but one way is going to be in spectacular fashion and the other oh, one's yes. going to be just take its normal course. Yeah. But, I mean, that is really fucked up, especially, like, lately with all the shit that's been going on where it's, you know, sort of getting a little sexual. Yeah. The attack ads and shit and certain words are being thrown around. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But anyway, what I'm what I'm actually going to do is my fuck this shit this week is podcast ads. Uh-oh. I am so fucking tired of being pitched Nature Box. Fucking Sattva. Who? Fucking mattress company. Fucking Casper, Sattva, fucking Dollar Shave, Harry's Razors. Fucking fuck all this shit. Why is it gotta be fucking Blue Apron? Blue Apron's the latest one. Go fuck yourself with this shit. I'm not fucking buying no goddamn Blue Apron and every sort of loot crate and loot crate variant. Yeah. Fucking fuck off already. I understand people gotta put ads up and stuff and then you can just skip them. But when every single podcast has the exact same fucking ads every goddamn week. Yeah. Some of them are upwards of like fucking 10 or 15 minutes of just straight up reading copy. Yeah. Like, and like and like trying to convince me that fucking Nature Box is awesome and everybody eats it on that show. What yeah. the fuck ever, dude? The only reason you're eating it is because they send you shit for free. There's no fucking way that anybody would actually be buying that shit. Yeah. And all this Loot Crate shit. I already hate fucking Loot Crate. I think it's a fucking ripoff. And now they've got, like, specialized Loot Crates, and they've got fucking Firefly Loot Crate. And they and it's not even Loot Crate. It's different companies. But they're but they're aping that, that surprise crate. Model. The model, yeah. What was the latest one I just saw? Uh, they've got a, a fucking, Star Wars one, Smuggler's yeah, the, Bounty. They've got yeah, they got this, the Marvel right. one. And it's DC like, just launched one. Yeah, it's like fuck off with that shit. Are they really fucking that that successful with that model that they could have all this shit? It appears who fuck, so. Who the fuck is buying all this shit? And most of it that I've seen is like, who wants this fucking shit? Every you know what I mean? Every once in a while, I see something that's like really fucking cool. Yeah, in them. every once in a while. But is it but. worth fucking thirty dollars a month or whatever to get a box full of shit and like you get a box full of scabs and then like one hot bitch? <laughs> to uh, paraphrase Walt Flanagan's Glory Hole. <laughs> I mean, it would depend on what it is because if it was a Scooby Doo one, I'll tell you, I would be a sheep. I would buy it. Yeah. If I had the money, I would be there every fucking month. Yeah, I guess I'm too picky. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a difference. Be- there's a difference because, like, most of the shit they do it with is popular and you can find shit for that yeah. thing everywhere. Right. And better shit, in my yeah. opinion. Like, a lot of the stuff is like, is really like kit like um I don't know seems lame like here's a fucking uh a fucking enamel pin and here's a fucking you know stickers and here's some I'm like fuck off man fuck well, off I, I saw I forget which one of them but a few months back they had it was right around San Diego they had yeah. um a 90s Nickelodeon box oh yeah and they had like Chucky's shirt from Rugrats they had Chucky's glasses. They had a whole bunch of cool Nickelodeon shit, and there was quite a bit of Rugrats shit in it. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. 
So I'll I tell know. you, I, I am just, a bit of a sucker for that shit, but I'm I'm with you. Those ads, I used to be. I used fuck. to be. I probably when I was younger, I probably would have been right up in that shit. Yeah. But I guess that's another indication that I'm just too fucking old because I'm like, I don't need a place to put all this shit. Like well, even if I even if I wanted that fucking garbage, where the fuck am I gonna put it? I don't yeah. even, I don't have a place to store all this shit. I don't have a place to store the shit that I do have. I would be more selective. I wouldn't just like, well, it says nerd, so let's fucking get it. Right. I admit, I hate those fucking pop things, but yeah. I want the Scooby-Doo ones. I want one of the Undertaker ones. Yeah, I, as a general rule, I don't really care for pops, but there are there have been times when I've seen someone been all like, oh, no way, it's a fucking Cylon pop. That's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. But, but yeah, for the most part, I'm like, who gives a shit? They're fucking ugly as shit. Yeah, that's the way I feel about them. Yeah. But yeah, podcast ads to ba- yeah. Um, get you back yeah. on course. <laughs> um. What else? What else? Ones, but it's just it's just the the repetitiveness and yeah, and especially like like tell them Steve Dave I don't mind because they go off script a lot of times and they do yeah they up give shit. you a ten minute ad but it's not like and you go here for this and that's what happens and then we're gonna talk about all the items you can get right. this month and no they, they fucking and they make and they make fun of the fact that they have to read an ad and. Mm-hmm. Who and somehow really they bring go... fucking Hitler into it, and it's like, wait, how does Hitler right. fucking but, help Nature Box? Right, but most places it's just they're pretty straight, dry reads, and it's like, mm-hmm. fuck, I can't listen to this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you can just skip it, but at the same time, it's fucking maddening if you don't want to skip it and you're just like listening to the same ads on every single pod. What really sucks though is like, say it's a show you really like, and you and you know they always put out great shit. Yeah. And I'll just use Tell Him Steve Dave as the example, although, again, I love their ads. But, like, you see they do a fucking episode, and it's like two hours and ten minutes, and it's like, shit, yeah, this is going to be awesome, great content. Right. Uh, it's 20 minutes of advertisements. Or more. Yeah. Because I've seen some, you know, it's like half of, or a half hour of its advertising. So that kicks your episode down to, like, two hours and 40 minutes, and it's like, fuck. Or one hour and 40 minutes, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's like cast... I, and I know we're probably... If we ever were going to do advertising, we're turning them all off now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would like the money, but, but that's my other gripe is like, there's no possible way that these guys are getting paid that much money to do this. I mean... I, I cannot imagine with that... as With as many podcasts as people like Audible, that's one you didn't have on your list, as many podcasts oh, they yeah, hit... Oh, yeah, Audible. Yeah, they... It can't yeah, be those, a lot of money. No, those, I mean, I guess it depends on who's advertising, because, like, Audible will take anybody. Yeah. I mean, some of them will only a- advertise if you have X a amount of downloads. Yeah, because yeah. Leibson, Leibson will monetize your podcast for you, too. And, yeah. And they'll put, uh, I'm not sure how they do it exactly, but I never really looked into it, because you have to have a minimum of 1,000 downloads a month. Holy <laughs> Be- shit, before yeah. They'll, before they'll I... even do anything, I'm like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> how about how about, a, how about a thousand downloads every six months? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we've been going six months and we've only just cracked what, like fifteen hundred or something? Six, yeah, something like that. Sixteen hundred and something. Yeah, it was sixteen sixty six yesterday. So yeah, minimum. We don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, not not gonna happen. Well, I mean, it's like our YouTube channel. We don't. We barely get fucking ten views. We're not gonna make any money off of that. Anyway, that just it, it just irritates me. Like it'd be okay if they were different, if they, if there were different products being sold, or even things that you know might even remotely be of interest. But 
It's the same fucking five advertisers on every single podcast. Yeah, it's like fucking Audible, fucking Loot Crate, Casper, Blue Apron, Nature Box. It's like those five, they're everywhere. Yeah, and so they can't possibly be paying that much because they 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 would be paying everybody that much. Yeah, no shit. And I mean, it's like you can tell when these podcasts get their ad budgets in because... All of a sudden, there's a influx of that, and like fucking uh, DraftKings, and what's the oh, other? Oh, DraftKings, yeah, and uh, FanDuel. I fucking hate FanDuel. that shit too. Yeah, fuck that. Good. I mean, I, I hate those just in general. Me but too. To have them be advertised all the time too fucking pisses me off. Yeah, it's like you see them on nerdy podcasts, and it's like one, don't you fucking assholes have some selection process? Don't you turn somebody down occasionally? Yeah, apparently not. Because it's like, you know, we're. We're talking about fucking Star Wars, and all of a sudden we've got a FanDuel ad. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is a strict Star Wars podcast. I'm not talking about Rebel Force Radio, just so people know. Yeah. But it's like, this is a strictly Star Wars podcast. Why the fuck are we talking about FanDuel? Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. So yeah, fuck that shit. And like I said, yeah, yeah, you can skip ahead and skip them. But most of the time, I'm driving when I start yeah. listening to a new episode. It's like, I can't fucking be skipping around on my player while I'm driving. Yeah. So so I end up just listening to fucking 16 minutes of ads for shit that I'm never going to buy. Although I will say this, those Casper mattresses do sound pretty fucking awesome. They do sound pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> and to be, to be honest, I have considered that for our next mattress as a sofa mattress. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've thought it was like, if I had the money for a mattress... Mm-hmm. One of those sounds sexy. I'm still trying to figure out one, because I've got a bunch of them, and none of them are really getting under my skin right now. I know, it's a shock, isn't it? I know I've got the reputation of just being fucking full of fire about everything, and I wrote this one down when I was really pissed because I saw an interview with somebody. Okay. So I'm not sure what level of fire I'll be bringing to this, but actors who bitch about doing CGI work, fuck them, Okay. <laughs> I saw an interview with Christoph Waltz or Waltz or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. And he did some movie and it was like, oh, it was such a relief not to have to do CGI because CGI is just the worst thing or something like that. And it's like, mm. you're a fucking actor. You're pretending. Yeah, it's all pretend. It's like people who look down on voice acting and shit. It's like, that is true acting, bitch. And I mean, okay, I might be a little biased on that because I do consider myself a voice actor, but come on! That is pure acting. If you can't do that, get the fuck out of the business. If you can't fucking look at a blue wall and pretend there's a fucking 25-foot robot there, get out of the business because that's acting. That's what your job is all about. But to be fair, Christoph Waltz isn't the kind of guy who would be pretending there's a 25-foot robot anywhere. He doesn't do those kind of movies anyway. He doesn't, but he was bitching about doing fucking CG work. Has he ever even been close to having to do CGI work? That I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of CG explosion or something in it, but in um, Inglorious Bastards, maybe there was some in there that he had to deal with, but I don't know. Hmm. But I, I'm just so fucking sick and tired of hearing actors whine and bitch about doing CGI work. It's like, that is your job. Your job is to pretend. CGI, you have to pretend. Oh, I'm sorry for this fucking $3 million you're going to pay me. I can't possibly imagine that there's a fucking... Dude, I'll imagine there's a fucking giant robot butt-fucking another giant robot. Yeah. Taking a shit on a fucking... The hood of a car. 
I can imagine a lot of shit for fucking three million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it. I guess the root of this is I'm just fucking tired of rich people bitching about stupid shit. Like these fucking yeah. athletes and shit. They're getting fucking paid $10 million a year, but they want to bitch about something. Or they're getting paid a million dollars a year to swing a fucking bat, and they want to bitch. Fuck off, you too. You know? Yeah. I'm just tired of these fucking rich cocksuckers. They get paid so much money, and they bitch about stupid shit. And it's like, motherfucker, let me get your paycheck, and why don't you live in my shoes for a week, and I'll fucking show you what a struggle is, you dickhead. Yeah. Fuck it privileged bastards it's like with these fucking politicians too they say well people who say cutting our pay- our paycheck that would help shit well you just don't understand that's an excuse of an idiot and it's like no why don't you fucking struggle for a minute so you can see what these fucking assholes out in the street bitching about the minimum wage are feeling why don't you fucking walk a not even a mile why don't you walk 10 steps in their shoes cocksucker i guess what i'm saying is i hate rich people okay i feel you i feel you and I would like to be one of these rich cocksuckers because fuck. <laughs> Trust me, so would I. I would do more fucking shit to help people, and I'm I'm starting to sound like Kanye West now. But I would do more shit with all that money to help people than you fucking idiots are doing. All you're doing is lining your fucking pockets. I'd be like, okay, let's fucking entertain people. Let's fucking make somebody smile. Yeah, I want to be Robert Downey Jr. Fucking hey. That dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's okay. He's one of the rich people that it's. He's not a fucking cocksucker because that's, this fucking. That's the dude, kind of. That's the kind of sh- the kind of shit that they do. That's the kind of shit that I would like to think that I would do if I was a multi multi millionaire. Yeah. Just do fucking outrageously fucking cool shit for people. Like I don't know if like I would want to go to like kids' hospitals and shit and not not in a shitty way. It's just like I don't oh, want to see fucking sick yeah. and dying people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kids, yeah. but old I mean that's people, but that's care, but, but that's part of the being awesome part. I know it is. That's why that's why I say I would like to think that I would do that kind of shit. I would like try to help people though. I wouldn't do that because again, I just don't want to be around sick and dying people. Oh yeah. Whether it's kids, middle aged, old, I don't give a fuck. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be into the whole hospital thing. No, um, definitely but not. like, I would. I would seriously love to fucking be able to do shit to help. You know, fucking make people smile or something because I end every fucking post on my site with telling by telling people go out and fucking do something to try to make the world a little bit better. And I know that sounds like real fucking hoity-toity or something, but there's just so much shittiness out there. Fucking make somebody smile. It makes an impact more than you know, you know? Yep. Yep. I always thought if I was like a billionaire or something, I would like fuck flipping houses, dude. I'd flip entire neighborhoods and not even flip them just like fucking remodel the whole fucking shit and let the people still live there yeah well i mean look at that fucking larry rice dude here in town he's wanting to take old abandoned buildings and fucking make them into like apartments for old for homeless people yeah go in rehab and people like "Uh uh-uh i don't want that here but they'll they'll fucking look at the fucking homeless dude sitting there shitting himself on the sidewalk and be like you're a disgrace you're disgusting and it's like well, if it weren't for cocksuckers like you, that fuckhead could be shitting his pants up in his own apartment. <laughs> yeah. But it's the fucking true. truth, you know? Yeah. And what the fuck, man? All those buildings, nobody's using them anyway. Uh-huh. And again, it's not like this fucking dude's trying to eminent domain and kick somebody out of their home they've been in for 30 years. Yeah. No, he's just like, this building's run run down. You're not doing anything with it. Can I have it? And they're like, what are you going to do with it? Put homeless people in it. They're like, fuck you. We might we might want to use that someday. Yeah. 
to he's make like, money. well, do you have any plans? And they're like, well, no. Well, that's confidential. Yeah. And it's like Carlin said about golf courses. Fuck golf courses. That's just an asshole, in quotes, sports. Fuck it. That's yeah. great green space. Fucking make it a park. Let people in it. Make it a park or fucking tear the shit down and build houses there. You don't need yep. fucking 50 acres for a goddamn golf course, cocksuckers. You definitely don't need as many golf courses as they have. Fuck no. It's fucking stupid bullshit. Damn, we're like fucked off on a tangent. I know, there was a lot of Several, fucking shit in there. Yeah, we packed a whole lot of fucked shits in there. Yeah. Fuck, man. Um, This whole episode's been kind of off the rails. I know, we've been really fucking grumpy this time, man. Yep. This episode, it's not just going to be called Dick Pillow. We're going to call it Off the Rails 2, Dick Pillow. <laughs> off the Rails 2, Dick Pillow. <laughs> I told you that Off the Rails, it's got to come back a time or two. Yeah. Because we go off on some weird fucking tangents. Yep. Ugh. So you ready to do our thank yous and whatnot? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Our first thank you goes to the music. I should say, though, I'm kind of proud of myself. I didn't scream and yell. Doing that fuck this shit like I normally do. Yeah, you were pretty reserved. I know. I think I think you're getting all grown up. No, probably not. Trust me, catch me on a bad day and I'll be there. Because something happened this past week, I don't even remember what. And I was like, God damn, I... it was Trump. Oh. It was, it was yeah. something he did and I was like, fuck, could, I wish that, we were recording do it. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would do it. But yeah, it was like something with him and I was like, fuck, I wish we were recording because I got some fire now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, our first thank you goes to our guest from episode 14, which that was pretty fucking great, man. Yeah. The dude who did our intro music at the J-Sarge, thanks to him. Um, listen to his podcast. If it Hopefully he puts up a new episode before this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> JeffKnowsNothing.blogspot.com. And then thanks to the lovely lady who did our podcast logo at sherry says yeah who may who may at some point be a guest on the show i saw your little twitter exchange oh did you see that uh-huh i've been meaning to tell you about that before we think about having anybody else i want to have her and jay sarge both on at the same time no oh, no oh okay because it's complicated enough to do yeah i was gonna say way. are you fucking crazy that's <laughs> hard no. enough to do three yeah, i don't think we no, could handle no, no. four at the same time no, I want to have them both Airtight. on separately. <laughs> yeah. No shit. I want to have them both on separately. We got Jay Sarge. I want if she's willing. If she doesn't want to do it, fine. We'll yeah. We'll do something else. If but so. we but we know she knows how to record. So yes. And send uh, files and whatnot. So yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll I would work that out. I would really like to have her on sometime within our first year. But if we can't swing it, hey, we can't swing it. Shit happens. But yeah, I would like to have her on too, just to. Did you even say who it was? Did you even get that far in your thank you before I interrupted you? (laughs) I think I said it was Sherry. Oh, okay. (laughs) Don't feel bad about interrupting. I do it to you all the time, and though I do feel bad about it, but no, I just I just realized I didn't even I didn't even know if you said the person's name before. I was like, oh yeah, they might be a guest on the show. Yeah, I think I said at Sherry says, and you're like, who might be a guest? Mm. So yeah, uh, at Sherry says. Check her out on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Sherry Says. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network. And then all of our shit, including news and shit related to stuff we've talked about, and all of our YouTube posts can be found at NerdBlitz.com. 
search Nerd Blitz on YouTube and subscribe to our channel there and watch our shit there. Because there's going to be all kinds of shit coming down the pike here soon. Redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitz slash shop. Check that out if you want some merch. And watch our Twitter because sometimes Redbubble does run sales on their site and have like 15 or 10 to 20% off. So if you want to get some shit, some of our shit, but you don't want to pay as much as it is, pay attention for that. Don't forget to buy the camping trip. TSDJAProductions.bandcamp.com. Tell them about your other podcast. Huh? Tell them about your other podcast. Oh, yeah. Go listen to Just Jump to the End if you want to hear some old shit that doesn't get updated much. Were you fucking even listening? What? I guess not. Well, I said tell them about your other podcast. Yeah, huh? I did. I told them about it. I know, but were you toning me out or tuning me out, whatever? No, Fuck. I was. No, it was just uh, you ran right into that. There was you, you were talking about um, the camping trip. Yeah, you were talking about the camping you trip. Weren't and paying I thought, attention. You weren't no, fucking no, no. paying attention at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were talking about the camping trip, and there was like barely a pause. You were like, "And hey, be be sure to buy the camping trip. Tell them about your other podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? What? <laughs> Keeping you on your toes, motherfucker." Yeah. Uh, okay, let's try that again. Buy the camping trip. TSDJAProductions.bandcamp.com. Pause, pause, pause. Would you like to tell them about your other podcast? <laughs> yes, I would. My other podcast is Just Jump to the End. You could get to it at uh, JJ2N.com and at JJ2N on Twitter. And I'm able to post on my site again for anybody interested. It's TSDJAProductions.wordpress.com. I just posted the sixth. Uh, part of Don't Go Down There. I'm going to be posting more shit, but it might be a little slow. Yeah, and all of these links that we're throwing out there at you, all of them are on nerdblitz.com. Yes, they are, but I just wanted to make sure we got them out again. Yeah. Always like getting them out there. And I really need to tell folks that my site, I will be updating it again. It'll probably only be one or two times a month, though. Which, Don't don't Go Down There Part 6. Did you see I posted that? I did. I have not read it yet. Yes, it... I just wanted to mention that because you'll notice I sent you the first five parts before I posted them. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I... it was weird. I was like, did I read part six? I don't think I read part six yet. Yeah, I. it gets really fucked up. And then based on the shit you've talked about, about violence and shit. Yeah. I figured maybe I, I would... shouldn't read it. Well, not that you shouldn't, but I just wanted you to fully make the choice to read it and not be like, <laughs> hey, you want to read this? And you'd be like, Oh yeah, and then you fuck like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I didn't I didn't want that. So I'll send you part six or part seven if you read part six because okay. what I have planned for part seven, it's not that fucked up. It's okay. still fucked up, don't get me wrong, but it's not that fucked up. Okay. But yeah, I figured I would solely leave that with no pressure. I'm dead serious, there's no pressure to read it. Okay. If I sent it to you personally, I would be like, Motherfucker, read it. Are you hello, did you read it? Yeah. So there's no pressure to read it this way. Okay. Um, I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're at Fitzman seventy three. And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Follow at TSDJ Productions on Twitter for all of my shit. And our new link, which I'm sure you're gonna add a link to it on the site, right? Patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. Yes. And we've got four levels? Right? Yeah, four four levels right now, yes. One dollar gets you all basically it's swear reels, we've got mini episodes, and exclusive, YouTube exclusive 
Doomstroke Corners. You'll get those early as an MP3 download, so you can have them. Uh, before we post them on YouTube, the Joke Corners will be in the compilations on YouTube. So you won't have to re-listen to old shit. You'll just get a fresh Joke Corner and that's it. That's the one level. The other level, you get all of those plus book club episodes of book club early. That's what, the $3 level? That's $3, yep. The $6 level, you get the main show, this show, early. And all of the YouTube uh, MP3s. And then the $10 level, you get every fucking thing. You get MP3s of the YouTube shit. You get book club early. You get the main show early. Plus, you're going to get all of our uh, pay content, like bonus episodes that we post on Bandcamp. You'll get those early. Or if we ever do another audio drama or something like that, you'll get that early. So that link, once again, is Patreon patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod, right? Yep. And the whole point behind that is um, to kind of try to help us defray the cost of upgrading our storage so that because, we can re- release, more, release more content more often Yeah, because just bi-weekly. There's a lot of shit. And I, I will say this. I've had three people in the last month ask me, why don't you guys just fucking go monthly? That would be great. Or weekly, not monthly. <laughs> <laughs> they want less. I was like, thanks? <laughs> no, they want us to go weekly, not monthly. Although, okay. fucking JTF, he's probably wanting us to go monthly. Cocksucker. Well, he can go fuck himself, too. Mm-hmm. But I've had three people say, why don't you guys just go weekly? That would be awesome. And it's like, well, we want to, but it's kind of hard at this point. Yeah. But yeah, we would love to go weekly. And that's what we're hoping to do, because... Fuck, if you guys want the content, we've got all kinds of plans for shit we want to do. We've talked many times about doing commentaries. We would love to fucking do those. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got this new show we want to do called uh, Nerd Blitz Comic Con Versations. Um, and then there's a couple other things that we've only sort of talked about, but those are the main things we want to do. The main show, Book Club, which Book Club, we've finished recording that at this point. They're just cutting them. Right. Comic conversations, and we want to do commentaries. Those are the four main things we've talked about really hardcore at this point. And there is other shit we'd like to do, too. Right. Fuck. Okay. We've been going for almost three hours. Set me up. Bye. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. Because I am Captain K-Man! Available now. The first feature-length horror audio drama from JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. The Camping Trip. This anthology delivers three tales of terror that are tied to a present-day deception. The Family on the Hill. The Hook-Handed Nightmare and the incident at Bagnell. Two scout leaders tell stories to their three young charges of zombie attacks, summer camp assaults, and demonic sacrifices from the last century. Listen as a revenge plot, decades in the making, unfolds around them all in this fully produced audio experience.
Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the full album, which includes the first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast, where the writer-directors at The Scooby Doom and at Fitzman73 break down the entire production, their research, and much more. For just $5, you get over three hours of content. From TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media. The Camping Trip. Own it now. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.